When you think about the most terrifying criminals and killers, it's always the most unsuspecting ones that give you the chills. No one thought the clown at the kids' party had bodies under his house, or that the ice cream man was luring kids to their deaths. And it's definitely hard to look at any of today's white-haired ladies in the face and think, they're up to something sinister. But guess what? They all were up to no good. There's no better disguise than a sweet grandma. But even these little old ladies were caught in the act. I'll be revealing the baddest granny of them all at number one, a name you've probably heard of before if you know true crime, but it's a story that isn't any less shocking the more you hear it. All you weirdos, welcome to Crime Countdown, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. Every week we'll highlight 10 fascinating stories of history's most engaging and unsettling crimes, all picked by the Parcast Research Gods. This episode, we're counting down the top 10 Grandma's Gone Bad. I think a lot of times when women are the ones carrying out like these vicious murders, that's kind of the woe factor. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't think society really knows what to do with women who kill. And then you bring the whole grandma factor <laughs> into it and your brain just goes like, kaput. It just like misfires. It's just like cannot compute. That's honestly, those are the scariest ones. The ones that don't look it on the outside because they can convince people that they're safe. Right. But Nana's killing, that's just like stuff of nightmares. I can't. Yeah, that's literally what, that's nightmare fuel. Yeah, it literally is. And you know what's even scarier? Grandmas are so unassuming. You would never think they'd be the ones responsible for gruesome crimes. You think they just like came to your house accidentally because they thought that's where bingo was being held? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> you're never going to open your door to like a grandma and be like, Ooh, oh gosh, something's, get out of here. something's awry. Like you're never going to mace a grandma by accident. No, you know, no way. Seriously, Google every mugshot from today. It's just a little white haired granny. It's true. It's so wild. Like, you'll be like, oh, she's adorable. And then you'll be like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> wait a minute. It's truly wild. Like, please do it. Uh, and I have like a couple not like because it's not all like gruesome or like murders or stuff. But I have a couple of just like real cunning criminal grannies in mind. <laughs> part of this. Oh. One even goes like full Grinch. That's wrong. That's full not Grinch. OK. But you think that's bad? Wait until you hear who I have for number one, because this lady makes the Grinch look like Santa Claus himself. Ooh. Elena, you have five gruesome grannies and so do I, but guys, neither of us knows who the other one has. Let's start the countdown. With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. TommyJohn.com slash Spotify. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 10. I'll start us off with number 10, Grandma Amy Best and her sticky fingers. Don't be fooled by her name. Grandma Amy is not the best. <laughs> she's not even the best of the worst, which is why she's at number 10. But that didn't stop Grandma Amy from ruining Christmas for the whole family in 2020 by stealing one of her grandchildren's biggest gifts. How are you going to like just do your grandchild dirty like that? You cannot be called grandma and your do that. Your entire job is to make grandkids happy. Yeah, your entire jo job is to be awesome. Right? That's just all your job is. It's not is. even that hard. It's the best part. That's what like you get promoted from parent to grandparent and then you just get to be awesome all the time. The name in and of itself, you're supposed to be grand. grand. <laughs> exactly. Well, Grandma Amy was 43 years old, living in Tennessee and ready to spend Christmas with the fam. And steal their stuff, apparently. Now, this is Christmas 2020. After an entire calendar year of the COVID-19 pandemic, that Christmas needed to be special, even for the best family. Instead, the family called police to report that a Nintendo Switch had been stolen right out from under the tree. The pandemic was huge for Nintendo Switch sales. They were always sold out, by It was the way. because of Animal Crossing. <laughs> Is that what it was? I think so. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but... Well, good news. A Scott County Sheriff's detective located the Nintendo Switch at the Winfield Pawn Shop. Oh, that's terrible. And then that detective identified Grandma Amy as the person who took it to the pawn shop looking for some cash. What? How messed up is that? That Your own grandchild. She legit went full Grinch on her family's Christmas. How do you Grinch your grandkid? She stole gifts from her grandkid. I'm really mad at her. It's and wild. also, okay, so did she want the cash for like Christmas no. gifts? No, like, she didn't. I know that about Grandma Amy Best. She just imagine getting the call also that the criminal is grandma. No, that's like that family heard. Oh, somebody we found it. Right. Cool. Awesome. Like happy. And then it's like, ooh, bad news though. Right. Bad news is grandma was the one who stole it and brought it there. I think that news would be even more sad than losing my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Being like, it's grandma. Like it's you grandma. Th you thought you knew grandma. You thought you knew Amy. Little did you know, sticky fingers grandma over there. Grandma Amy. Well, grandma Amy was arrested and a Facebook post confirmed that she was held in Scott County Jail for theft under $1,000. The sheriff admitted it was upsetting to see this come between family on the holidays, but was committed to seeking justice for her crimes. He said, quote, It's a sad day and time to see charges like this at such a special time of the year for special people, including children. We won't stand for it. Heck yeah. Don't stand for it, man. Nine. At number nine is Pennsylvania grandma, Marilyn Devine. People probably thought they were hearing things wrong in March 2006 when police scanners in Baldwin Borough announced that they were in pursuit of an elderly lady who had just robbed a bank. But it was true. 76-year-old Marilyn Devine was on the run with nearly $6,000. 
Grandma Marilyn. Get it, Grandma. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. I also <laughs> have to point out that yours was Grandma Best and mine is Grandma Divine. <laughs> These are crazy like, names for Grandma. <laughs> now, Grandma Divine was a good person who literally just broke bad one day, according to what she told the judge after being arrested. She said her youngest son, who had bipolar disorder, told her he was in a bad place mentally because of financial problems. So she took her husband's unloaded 9mm pistol from his sock drawer and headed to the mall. Wearing a hooded coat and a black and gold Steeler scarf as a mask, Stop. she calmly held up the bank. Wow. It's like so sweet, but so scary. It's terrifying I mean, in every way. I guess you'll do anything for your kids. She went to one teller at a time and demanded they count their money and hand it over. Grandma Divine insisted they not use exploding dye packs. Like, whoa, did she did she have experience in this? Maybe she just loved like a good law and order marathon. I was going to say, why did she know that was even a thing? I guess now more people know that from like the movies and I stuff. I suppose. But also I love that she's like, and don't do that. They're like, <laughs> don't do it. Okay. Don't even think about it. You won't get it past Grandma Divine. will never get past <laughs> me. Grandma Divine then led police on a short, slow speed chase until a tow truck driver who was tuned into that police scanner blocked her way and she was arrested. Imagine you're like, have, you're making that decision. You're like, I got to stop this grandma. I yeah, gotta right. do it. I gotta be the hero <laughs> I gotta, today, I guess. I guess I gotta be the hero I'll be today. late to that job because this lady <laughs> just held up a bank. Well, her husband, Mr. Divine, put up the deed to their home to cover her $50,000 bond. Wow. That's, that's love right that there. That is love. She pled guilty to robbery, two firearms violations, and fleeing police. According to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Grandma Devine was given 23 months of house arrest and 20 years probation. All right. She was also ordered to pay $10,000 for the duress her victim suffered and any treatment they needed. I mean, yeah. yeah you scared the crap out of them. Fair is fair. You came waddling up there with a Steelers scarf around your face. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I mean. Why did it take me that long to realize how like ironic that yes, was? The Steelers. <laughs> and isn't it ironic? <laughs> Don't you think? Although she apologized to the victims, she told the Post-Gazette they didn't seem scared. She said, quote, They were nonchalant. I really didn't think I scared them that much at the time. According to the bank employee's testimony, they were 100% scared. She had a gun after all. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, she had a steady hand. Wow. Eight. Number eight on our countdown of Grandma's Gone Bad is the pickpocket granny, Ernestine Williams. For a decade, Ernestine, an arthritic wheelchair-bound grandmother in Florida, allegedly ran a family pickpocket ring using her children and grandson to do the dirty work. Collectively, they would take in as much as $50,000 per day. How big was this family? I told you I had some cunning criminals on this one. <laughs> you did. I you did, did not, not lie. bury the lead. No. In 2005, Ernestine, her children, and grandson were arrested on charges of racketeering and conspiracy to racketeer after being linked to more than 150 thefts across Florida and Georgia. I'm still not over the $50,000 a day, day from pickpocketing. I'm yeah. like, where, what area are you pickpocketing Seriously. in? Seriously, here's how their pickpocketing business ran. Ernestine would send out her 15-person crew. I knew it had to be a lot of people. 15-person. I told 15. you. 15. 
Though she did have 12 kids, so oh. she made her own crew. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. I wonder if that was the intent all along with those 12 right? kids. Well, she would steal, she would send out this 15 person crew to steal credit cards and checks from elderly shoppers. Granny on granny crime. That's just messed up. It's a granny, granny world out here. Oh, I love that <laughs> I so much. It. I hate that, but that was funny. <laughs> Cops said Ernestine taught them well, using tricks including what shops to target and how to distract their victims. I mean, there's 15 of you. It should be pretty easy. You all just run around them screaming and one of you just grabs their just wallet. do a flash mob. It'll yeah, be fine. Exactly. Ernestine would be waiting in the parking lot to collect their stolen credit cards, which were then used to buy things like laptop computers. So their 50K daily intake wasn't always in cash. Sometimes it was in material goods. That makes a little more sense. One special agent is quoted by ABC News saying, quote, you don't have to be a mafia, Don, to commit organized crime. This granny was like, I heard that. (laughs) She was like, that's right. One of Ernestine's daughters says there's no way her mother is this criminal mastermind. I think she might be. I feel like we, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine if it was like your mom, <laughs> like like our, like Ma. Uh, no, like, I, mean, I would also like say just, there's no way she's a criminal mastermind. And it's like, I hate to tell you, but this is what your mom's been doing. Just breaking in 50,000 a day. Well, the daughter says she lives with Ernestine in a rundown duplex and that quote, we're struggling, we can't even eat. We'd be rich. We would be in a mansion. Oh, that's okay. I mean, here's the thing. Okay, she has all these kids. She's using them for this crew. Maybe she did. I mean, are you going to tell all these kids? Or are you going to keep one of them? Because kids have a tendency to not be able to lie. Right, that is true. And especially like, you know, so maybe you keep one of them honest. And you just don't let them in on the whole thing? Like the youngest one, you just don't bring them in on the crew? Well, and then if you're living in a mansion, you'd be that would be That's pretty obvious. suspicious. Exactly. So it would make sense that she was like, oh, we live in this rundown complex. So maybe this is this whole front and she's keeping this one kid who can be totally honest because she thinks they're that's their life. Or maybe she's just lying and she's like, this sob story will really send you guys. I don't know. Or it's like, or is Ernestine just not using the money for... That kid? For for her kids. Like, maybe she's just keeping it for herself in, like, a stash somewhere. I don't know. I don't get any of it, but it's it's strange. I'm glad that we don't. Yeah, I don't want to know any of it. But you'll be shocked to know this granny went bad a long time ago. Are you shocked? Uh, Not really. No? I love this. She put together a 15-person crew, so that's... (laughs) That's That's not something you just pick up. That comes from experience. Well, Ernestine was arrested 28 times from 1960 to 1988. That's like almost once a year. Yes, she made it a tradition. Actually, that is once a year. Annually. Her charges... Annual arrest. (laughs) Her charges ranged from shoplifting, burglary, and heroin possession to drug and weapons charges. I'm guessing she does, you know, she doesn't carry those little caramels in her her purse. The weathers. Or those little strawberry things. Oh, the spirally ones. Oh, no, no, no. The ones that are wrapped like strawberries. Yeah, those little ones. I don't don't think that's what she has in her purse. No, it's just like drugs and money. If she does, that's kind of scary at this point. (laughs) I kind of hate it. She was cray cray. Insane. At number seven this week is 64-year-old Teresia Taylor. 
If you were to visit Grandma Teresia's home in Florida back in October 2010, you'd be greeted by this sweet-looking, smiling woman living in a normal-looking house with probably some cute Halloween decorations. But if you stepped inside, you'd find yourself standing in what's been called a veritable cornucopia of prescription pills, marijuana, and grow lights. Didn't see that coming. I mean, that's kind of iconic. I did not see that coming. (laughs) Grandma Teresia's local CBS affiliate, WKMG, says an anonymous tip came into the sheriff's office in 2010. That tip led to a month-long investigation. Imagine being the tipster who's like, I got ya, a 64-year-old white-haired lady selling dope. (laughs) And then brings the cops who have to watch this house. I literally can't. That's like cutely decorated on the outside. They're like, I don't know. I don't know. But the tipster was right. Grandma T's house was a hotbed of illicit activity. Stop. She was... She was doing the damn thing. After deputies arrested Grandma Teresia, drug agents went through her house and found more than 450 pain pills, including oxycodone and soma, which is a muscle relaxant. My goodness, Grandma T. Right. So instead of the cliche crystal candy dish that we were just talking about in the last one with the caramels and the strawberry wraps, uh, this one, this granny, she had pills. Wow. 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 The local CBS also reported that deputies said the stash of drugs Taylor possessed was large, (laughs) which left some neighbors fearful as to who may have bought the drugs. Yeah. It's like a fair concern. Was Grandma Teresia a big time dealer for the area? Was she like selling to their kids? No, I'm scared. I'm scared. Not even there. It gets worse. Where did she get these pills? That's what I'm wondering. Well, according to the police, Grandma Teresia bought them from other elderly Stop people it. and then resold them for cash. I'm leaving. A, a drug ring of elderly. This is just a bunch of old people selling pills to each other. I literally cannot. That's like, that would make a great Netflix show. It really I would. I would tune into yes. that. Obviously, locals had a hard time, though, believing that this woman was working alone. Some suspect that her son was involved. I... I think, like, naturally, I want to feel bad for this woman because she's older and I know that I should respect my elders. But if this was, like, a 25-year-old, I'd be like, well, you're, you stink. Like, that's not okay. Well, that, and it's true that, like, we are like, oh, she couldn't have possibly done this by herself. But plenty of people do. But it's because she's, like, older. Because, like, there's kingpins. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, people who do this and, like, run these rings. Grandma T was a kingpin. I, I feel like she might be doing it herself. And I feel like we just have this, like tendency to be like oh right old people you know like it's just it's hard not to well like, it's also like they've lived like like they've had many experiences yeah. in life so they're, it's not like they're not smart you know no, they, and they know right from wrong now they know right now. from wrong and they maybe she was inspired by like a tv show and she was like let me get my bingo ladies together and let's, let's do, do this. this damn thing grandma t six Also on our list at number six is Cynthia Sitabaka. This is a list of grandmas gone bad. Cynthia went real bad. This grandma admitted that in 2014, on her 63rd birthday, her son-in-law made some derogatory comments to her. So at eight in the morning, while he did laundry, she gunned him down. That's one way to take care of that. When we said bad, we meant real bad. Real bad. February 11th, 2014, Cynthia is on the back patio of the family's upscale home in the gated community. Cynthia had suffered a stroke and was living with the family so that she could be cared for. 
which seems like a great setup. Yeah, there, of course. You know? It's also just like a very like normal situation. Yeah, it happens all the time. As we said, it's her 63rd birthday, and it's bright and early in the morning. There's a whole day of celebrating ahead of them. Or is there? The end. That's it. <laughs> That's how she made this list. <laughs> That's it. But before the day even gets going, the San Diego Tribune says Cynthia's son-in-law makes some snide comments to her. I want to know what they were. What are you doing? It's her birthday. Uh, Not only is it her birthday, (laughs) respect your dang elders. What what kind of snide comments are you making? Now, as you can probably guess, these two did not get along. That's like a tale as old as time. It truly is. The son-in-law ran his house with strict rules, and they disagreed about how his children should be raised and disciplined, which is always a very big, like, source of contention. Definitely. According to Cynthia's daughter, her husband, the son-in-law, was also abusive to her and the children, and Cynthia was not having it. Okay, so I'm rooting for her now. I was just going to say, can we all agree that we are, like, team Let's go. Cynthia? Let's go, Synth. So after these snide comments, Cynthia went up to her granny suite and grabbed her gun. Granny suite. She should have taken a few breaths first, maybe. Yeah, definitely. Murder's maybe not just, the answer. It's never the answer. But like, you know, maybe like bonked him on the head with her with a cane or something. That's her daughter. That would have been fine. She comes back and shoots her son-in-law more than ten times, killing him. Wow. During this entire attack, she went back to her car twice to refill the gun and continued shooting. Oh, wow. That's a lot of anger, which yep. to me says some bad stuff happened. Oh, definitely. She, but, it was like she broke. Yeah. But Cynthia was also not going to miss her birthday celebration and heads out to brunch right after the murder to celebrate. Oh, she's like, cheers, y'all. <laughs> Sorry. Cheers with an old fashioned. <laughs> it's like... Do you just have a mimosa after that? Uh, Do you have a Bloody Mary no, after that? I'm telling you, Cynthia's an old-fashioned kind of girl. She seems like it. Like, You're with right. the drink, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking brunch, but, like, I don't know. No, she doesn't just do brunch with a mimosa. No, she old-fashioned no way. after murder. Grandma Cynthia was eventually sentenced to 50 years to life in prison. I understand that. I get I get why she she's in prison. Yep. That's all I'll say. Grandma Cynthia? Whoa. You know, we like slowly made our way up to number... We uh, sure did. Number five, or excuse me, number six there. We sure did. Wow. And the pickpocketing, 50 grand a day? That was bananas. I mean, it made more sense when you were like, there was laptops and stuff but involved. still. And I, st- I need to know the daughter's story, if yeah. she really knew what was going on, or if I she was trying know. to make it sound sad, or yeah. if she was like, my mother's innocent. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta know. Yeah. I don't like a mystery. I'm really excited for the rest of this, because this is amazing so far. I gotta know who you have, because well, this is wild. I'll tell ya. I'm ready. The most urgent mysteries in the world are missing persons cases. The stakes are too high not to pursue every plausible possibility, and some implausible ones too. I'm Sarah Turney, host of the new podcast, Disappearances. In 2020, after spending years searching for the truth, I used social media to help bring justice to my sister Alyssa's nearly two decades long disappearance. Now, every Thursday on Spotify, I'm exploring the many reasons people disappear and the impact their absences can have on those left behind. From child abductions and mystifying murders to those who took drastic measures to start over, 
Each episode of Disappearances journeys through a different high-profile missing persons case, ripped from the headlines and ripe for explanation. Because no one just vanishes into thin air. The answers are out there, waiting to be found. Follow the Spotify original from Parcast Disappearances. Hear a new episode every Thursday, free and only on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Five. All right, let's jump back in with number five on our countdown of Grandma's Gone Bad. Starting off the second half of our list, Russian Grandma Nina Tkacheva. There are many words to describe Grandma Nina, but many of them I can't say on this show, so I'm going to nickname her the Grand Monster. That's because back in October 2000, this woman attempted to sell her five-year-old grandson's organs. I gotta go. Like, this woman's on the black market and stuff. What? Now you may be thinking, did her grandson pass away tragically and she was just capitalizing on his death? I feel like he's not. Nope. No. Her grandson, Andre, was alive. But sadly, he had been abandoned by his mother and was living in an orphanage about 130 miles south of Moscow. Then one day, the Grand Monster calls up the orphanage and says, I'm coming to visit. Grand Monster Nina tells Andre she's arranged for a wealthy friend to take him to Disneyland Paris. So naturally, he is pumped. I'm screaming inside right now. It, this is so screaming. terrible. This is horrific. So Andre, all excited, gets in the car with his grandma, and they end up in a local town square type setting where Nina starts chatting with this alleged wealthy friend. Andre's sitting in a nearby cafe with his aunt and uncle. There's so many questions about why he's in an orphanage when he has all this family, but I, I don't know. I digress. Are they all terrible? I, apparently. In the midst of a convo between Nina and this businessman slash wealthy friend, he hands Nina a bag and suddenly the police swarm them. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Inside the bag, he handed Nina $90,000. Again, a bag full of $90,000. This grand monster had made a deal to sell her grandson Andre to Stop. this man. Stop it. This man planned to take Andre out of Russia, kill him, and use his organs for transplants in a foreign clinic. By the way, aunt and uncle also got arrested. Stop. Now, this is the most heartbreaking moment. One of the officers gives a confused and distraught Andre a chocolate candy bar to help him calm down. Mm. And the boy then breaks it in half and gives his grandma the other half. I'm not even kidding you right now. I'm about to cry. That is horrific. Still, after all of that, obviously he doesn't realize, but he has such like faith in but, the people that are supposed to take care of and him. And he's such a kind little soul. A child breaks their candy bar in half and shares it with their grandma. I have. I literally am speechless. Ruin me. Ruin I'm me. How is this not number one? I'm screaming. I'm also screaming, just silently in the wow. inside. Wow. 
But here you go. Great news. Oh, I, I have to bring you back up for there. A couple in Scotland see the story on their news and just feel in their guts they need to do something. Oh, yes. Scotland. Scotland Heck forever. Yes. We love Scotland. <laughs> yes. We're Scottish. The husband told the Scotsman news outlet, quote, I don't know what it was. We'd never even thought about adopting a child before until we saw his face. Oh. Which, oh, I just broke there for a second. Right? Quote, there are millions of kids who've got stories worse than his, but seeing the face on the television, it was like seeing one of our own kids. And there was the betrayal of his granny. I think that was it. And there was the thing with the chocolate and how he broke it in half and gave some to his granny. He hadn't had a Scooby about what was going on. Stop! He hadn't had a Scooby. I'd never heard that before. (laughs) I literally just, I want to like run. I want to run away. I want to run so far away. I have so many emotions right now. Are you about to cry? Because like, should we cry together for a second? I'm laughing and I'm crying at the same time. It's terrible. I'm laughing about the Scooby and I'm crying about this entire tale. It's so terrible. I'm also never going to stop saying that I have a Scooby (laughs) or I don't have a Scooby because I never do. Well, they spent the next several years working through all the red tape to finally adopt Andre, who was so happy to find a new family. I'm so happy that Andre got a family. I want to hug Andre so bad and I want to send him chocolate bars daily. He should just have chocolate all the time. He should win the golden ticket. He should. Oh my God, I love you, Andre. Four. Landing at number four this week is the so-called Black Widow, Betty Newmar. Betty was 79 years old when she passed away in June 2011. At that point, she was still free on bond on first-degree murder charges in the death of her fourth husband. During her lifetime, all five of Betty's husbands ended up dead under very violent circumstances. Betty's death left a lot of unanswered questions about whether this little old lady was actually a big-time killer. I'd say so, and I barely know anything. (laughs) Like, you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here. In 2008, Betty was arrested after investigators re-examined the death of her fourth husband, Harold. Harold was found dead in 1986 after being shot six times in the couple's home. Betty was finally charged over 20 years later with solicitation to commit first-degree murder and attempting to hire several people to kill Harold. Several. Several. Several people. During interviews, Harold's brother said, quote, He told me just before he died, never trust that woman. She isn't who she says she is. That reminds me of the Catherine Knight thing. Yes. Because he had told, I think, his brother something crazy about Catherine. There's always that ominous, like, don't. Like, if pre-death. something happens, this, it's really scary. Uh, it's also very sad. It really is. And then investigators started to really look at the rest of Betty's life, and it seemed like Harold could be right. Of course he was. Here's husband number one, Clarence. Betty married Clarence when she was just out of high school in 1950. They divorced not too long after, and about two decades later, Clarence was shot and killed. 20 years later? His death was ruled a homicide. It's easy to think it could have been Betty, but there are other rumors of enemies he may have made. I don't know. Husband number two, James. When James died in 1955, Betty reportedly told investigators that he froze to death inside a truck in New York City. You know how that happens. You know that common thing that happens. But she also said he was shot to death on a pier. You know how those two things correlate. You know what? I know I said he froze to death in New York City in a car, but like what I meant was that he was shot on a pier. 
He actually parked on the pier while freezing to death and got shot at the same time. It's the craziest thing. So you can see how I would mix that up in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Not two different deaths at all. Husband number three, Richard. Richard was found dead in 1967 in the bedroom of the couple's home. Betty told police he shot himself after the two had an argument. But a 2008 medical examiner's report says Richard may have been shot twice. Also, it's like, we're on husband number three now that's turned up dead. Like, yeah. Women don't just have that, this many husbands that die no. violently. Anybody who has that many spouses violently die or in weird scenarios die. Yeah. You got to start looking. Yeah. Got to start looking into it. Husband number five, John. He died of sepsis in 2007 at a Veterans Affairs medical facility in Georgia. There doesn't seem to be any involvement on Betty's part, but she also never told his children that he died. Uh, yeah, that's so, a lot. It's like, yeah, she didn't kill him, but like, that's real messed up. That's definitely not okay. When you add it all up, is Betty the unluckiest woman in history who happens to just have a cold demeanor? No. Or do we think she's a killer? Yes. I think she's a killer. <laughs> the latter. Yeah, I'm going to go with the latter on this one. Three. Number three on our countdown of Grandma's Gone Bad is Fugitive Granny Lois Reese. Lois was caught by U.S. Marshals in the spring of 2018. She had gone on the run after killing her husband and then killed a second victim and gambled in casinos along the way. It earned her the nicknames Killer Grandma and Losing Streak Lois. (laughs) Wow. My personal favorite. Wow. On March 11th, 2018, Lois told a Minnesota court that she and her husband, David, were having a fight that ended with her shooting and killing him. I love that she was just like, here's what happened. Whoops. My bad. She then went on the run and soon became a fugitive. And she was an active fugitive. According to news reports, while on the lam, Lois gambled at an Iowa casino and illegally transferred and withdrew thousands of dollars from her and her husband's business accounts. Wow. She is wild. Active is one way to say it. Yeah, right? She then met a woman named Pamela Hutchinson in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. Pamela resembled Lois, so Lois shot and killed Pamela in a hotel in an attempt to steal her identity. Like, this escalated so quickly. Like, we were just going to be grandma friends. We were just going to be at the casino chilling after, you know, killing her husband. Heck yes. And it's like, then she's like, no, I'm going to kill you and steal your whole life. It's like two crimes. Two very large crimes, Lois. I thought I could trust you, woman who has already killed before. Girl, Lois (laughs) was not done. Then she withdrew money from Hutchinson's bank account and stole her car. Man. Killer grandma has now taken two lives, stolen money, and is so far staying one step ahead of authorities. I'm not sure how. Wow. But she's not missing her shot at these slots. Lois then gambled at a Louisiana casino before making her way to South Padre Island in Texas. If you take away the murders, this seems like a great road trip story. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I was going to say, if there was no murder here and she was just like running around the country, she's just just gambling and doing stuff, I'd be like, yeah. Everybody needs a vacay. Go for it. You just don't need to murder people along the way. No. Well, once she's in South Padre Island, she's so close to the Mexico border, she could have made this manhunt even more complicated. But on April 19th, 2018, people in a South Padre Island restaurant recognized Lois from the news and they called the police. Finally, Lois was arrested. 
Lois received life sentences in both Minnesota for her husband's death and in Florida for the murder of Pamela Hutchinson. I mean, she deserved it. She absolutely did. That's wild. Imagine if you gambled with her. You were like sitting next to her at the slots. I I can't even. I'd be terrified of her. I need to know a lot more about Lois. I'm sorry, I still can't. I'm my brain will not focus past nope. that gra- that Russian grandma who is going to sell her 5-year-old cannot compute organs. Cannot compute. I keep picturing a 5-year-old just handing her a little bit of chocolate and it's like destroying my just life. Just Grandma Nina. Nina's also such an unassuming name. Not only are you a grandma, but your name is Nina. You grandma have to Nina. be nice. Like, it just sounds like... Oh, my grandma Nina's picking me up from the orphanage today. Not at all to sell my organs on the no. black market. I'm going to give her some chocolate. I'm so glad he has a family in Scotland. Like, ooh. I'll never be over Thank it. goodness you gave me that last piece in the end, because I was like, you need to bring me up. You're welcome. I don't know what I'm going to give you a number one, so let's just make our way there. I'm really scared. <laughs> Elevate every morning with Tommy John's Second Skin Underwear. The luxurious support of Second Skin guarantees everything will go smoothly. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, guys love Tommy John. Plus, your most valuable assets are covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. Shop Tommy John's friends and family sale right now and get 25% off site-wide at TommyJohn.com Spotify. TommyJohn.com Spotify. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. We're down to the final two spots on our countdown of Grandma's Gone Bad. At number two is the Death House Landlady, Dorothea Puente. Dorothea was a seemingly kind, generous lady who ran a boarding house in Sacramento, California in the 1980s. Unfortunately, many guests never left. Dorothea murdered elderly and mentally disabled guests before cashing their social security checks. Her total count reached nine confirmed murders. I legit hate this woman. Yeah, this one is wild. Things get curious about Dorothea's life in April 1982, with the mysterious overdose of her friend, business partner, and then roommate, Ruth Monroe. Police say they believed Dorothea when she said Ruth was depressed at the time she took her life. But Dorothea then gets caught drugging and stealing from four elderly guests and serves three out of a five-year sentence, getting out of jail in 1985. Also, how do you only get five years for For drugging drugging and stealing? stealing. (laughs) Not only drugging and stealing once, but four times. Yes. But like from elderly people. I'm sorry, what? Now, her post-prison boyfriend also disappears, and his body didn't get identified until years later. That's so sad. November 1988 is when karma came for Dorothea. It's about time, karma. That's right. It doesn't take... Sometimes it takes a little bit. It does. But it's coming. But then it comes in hotter. It comes. A social worker was looking for a client who they couldn't find. Detectives knew his last known address was Dorothea's boarding house on F Street. The client wasn't there, 
but someone did tip them off that they had seen huge holes being dug in the yard. It's like, how are you going to do that casually? She's like, it's my garden. You can't just dig up your entire backyard, Dorothea. She's like, you know what? I have really big cabbages, okay? Cabbages. They need a lot of space to grow. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No. It didn't take much digging on the detective's part to uncover human remains. The then 59-year-old Dorothea was feeling the heat and took off. While she was on the run, police found six more bodies buried on the property. According to Sacktown Magazine, quote, somewhere in an almost mummified state, wrapped tight with cloth, bedsheets, and duct tape. One was missing its head, hands, and feet. That is so terrifying. This woman. Dorothea reportedly made it to Los Angeles, where a new friend she had made ratted her out to police. In the trial, victims were called, quote, shadow people because they were marginally homeless and didn't have people in their lives who would notice if they went missing. Isn't that just like the saddest thing? It happens so often. People who prey on people who they believe will not be missed are some of the evilest people. Because it's like are. you're just taking advantage of someone down on their luck. In and their it's worst like, listen, position. someone is always going to be. Yeah, there's a, someone always misses someone. Of course. So her M.O., Sweet, terrifying Dorothea drugged her guests to death inside the home, buried their bodies in her yard, and cashed their social security checks. Like, just get a job, Dorothea. Dorothea is... I hate her. Yeah, she's really bad. One... And that brings us to number one on our countdown of the top 10 grandmas gone bad. The giggling granny herself, Nanny Doss. Oh, there she is. I knew she was coming. There she is. I mean, obviously, I knew she was coming, but I, I bet knew, you did I too. I it. Nanny was a serial killing granny who was responsible for the deaths of at least 11 people between the 1920s and the 1950s. Her victims were mainly family. They called her the giggling granny because she thought what she had done to her victims was hilarious. Someone needs to teach her that's not comedy. It's like we're talking about your own family there, Yeah, it's not funny. So what was wrong with Nanny? Everyone tends to look for a reason as to why a serial killer kills. For Nanny, there's a couple moments from her childhood that are written about that could help explain her murderous trajectory. When Nanny was about seven years old, she hit her head on a metal bar, which resulted in lifelong blackouts, headaches, depression, and she said her criminal behavior. Head trauma. I mean, that'll do it. Also, as a kid, Nanny read her mother's romance magazines and became obsessed with finding a perfect husband. It's easy to see how together these created a deadly combo when you talk through her crimes and romances. You can definitely see a woman using murder to create the life she wanted. That's such an intense reaction to that, though. Such an intense reaction, but also, if you think about it, like such a traumatic childhood. Yeah. That's pretty traumatic. Nanny married her first husband, Charlie, when she was 16 years old. Charlie's mother insisted on living with them, and she got a lot of his attention. Clearly, this is not how Nanny saw her storybook romance. Despite this, Nanny and Charlie had four daughters. But in 1927, the two middle died of suspected food poisoning. How did two die of food poisoning? It's super weird. And also, didn't you all eat the same food? Yeah. Charlie then took their oldest daughter and left. But when his mother died, he came back, and he and Nanny officially divorced. He knew what was up. Oh, yeah. 
1929, Nanny met and married husband number two, Robert. Robert was an abusive drunk who again shattered Nanny's romantic dreams. After 16 years of marriage, Nanny put rat poison in his corn whiskey. Robert was dead a week later. Whoa, that's like such an intense way to go. Wow. By this time, Nanny also had grandchildren. Two of them died, including her grandson who died of asphyxiation while Nanny watched him. She also collected the insurance money after his death. It's like evil. We hear about people killing their husbands all the time and that's enough to swallow on its own. But then you talk about people killing their grandchildren. No, that's like unfathomable. I just can't. It it still keeps bringing me back to the one that I had with with the grandma Nina. But back to Nanny Doss. In 1947, Nanny used the classified ads to find husband number three, Arlie. They married two days after meeting. I need to know what she said to him. Yes, I need to know. Well, Arlie was a drinker. So in 1950, after two and a half years of marriage, Arlie got sick and died. His death was blamed on a heart attack, but he did have symptoms similar to being poisoned. Like, so weird, guys. That's so strange. So crazy. Coincidence. After he died, the house was left to Arlie's sister. But in a strange turn of events, the whole house burned down. Wow, a lot of weird things happening. Yeah, it's just so crazy how weird things are just surrounding Nanny. Widowed again, Nanny goes to live with her mother-in-law. But then her mother-in-law died in her sleep, so Nanny moved out. But not before collecting that other insurance check. Can you imagine just walking around and being like, yeah, I don't know. People just like die all around me. Yeah, I'm literally the, the Grim Reaper. I just walk into a room and someone drops dead. <laughs> I was just going like, to say she's literally the Grim what? Reaper. With no home of her own, Nanny moved in with her terminally ill sister, who just so happened to die not long after Nanny moved in. Bad luck everywhere. It's just a trail of destruction at this it point. It sure is. Now... 1952, Nanny marries husband number four, Richard. Not a drinker, but he is a cheater. Man. It's like, <laughs> Where Nanny, are you just, finding just look for a good dude. <laughs> yeah. And Richard was still seeing his old girlfriend while he was married to Nanny. Try to guess how this one ends. I think you might be right. Probably not great. Yeah, probably not great. You're definitely right. But before Richard died after complaining about severe stomach cramps, Nanny's mother actually came to visit them. And she died after complaining about severe stomach cramps. It's that stomach bug. You know, it's just, Nanny just gives it to you. Yeah. And after all this chaos, Nanny moves herself to Oklahoma to marry husband number five, Samuel Doss. Aren't you tired at this point? No, she is going. That's a lot of marriages. (laughs) Five times. You know what it is to plan a wedding? Oh, man. Sam was a minister in the polar opposite to Nanny's previous husband. So she's finally found the one. Right? Oh, no. 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 He was boring and so frugal, and Nanny hated that. Oh. Like, the perfect man, I'm starting to think, just doesn't exist I was going to say, what do you want? <laughs> just insurance she, checks. She wants to moita. Yeah. After a very strict lifestyle, which included going to bed at 9.30 every night, Nanny took out some life insurance policies, and Sam was complaining of stomach problems not so long Aww. after. Rest in peace, Sam Doss. Aw, Sam Doss. Because Sam got himself to a hospital when he started feeling sick, doctors there ordered an autopsy. Good. Surprise! His organs were full of arsenic. Oh, I knew it. The police questioned Nanny, and she confessed to killing four of her husbands, her mother, her sister, her grandson, and mother-in-law. She just comes out and says, I killed four of my husbands, my own mother, my own sister, my grandchild and my mother-in-law. Hi, I killed eight people and that not I'm only related eight to. People, but like my mom. 
Hi, I my killed grandson. eight of my family members. That's in I, I have no words. It's insane. Nanny loved the attention she got from being arrested, too. And while she sat in court, she was laughing and joking as they talked about the methods in which she poisoned her victims, including a sweet potato pie laced with arsenic. How dare you do that to a sweet potato pie? I was just going to say, that is unforgivable. Absolutely. Unforgivable. All of this is, and it's especially the sweet potato pie. Wow. But that's why they called her the giggling granny, because she laughed through all of that. And she looks like a sweet old grand. She does. If she made me a pie, I would be stoked. Like, there's pictures of her, like, holding her children and grandchildren. And I'm like, that's a sweet old grand. The same people she killed. I can't trust anyone. That's what it is. You look at these people and you're like, oh, she's so unassuming. Nope. I, I literally can't trust anyone. And on May 17th, 1955, Nanny confessed to killing Samuel Doss and was sentenced to life imprisonment. Wow. She died of leukemia after only serving eight years in prison. Nanny Doss, number one. Couldn't be anybody else. Couldn't even come close. But I would say a second was Grandma Nina. Because those two stories are the ones that are going to stick with me for a long time. Yeah, that one, I mean, I knew about Nanny Doss, so it just like always sticks yeah. with me. But Grandma Nina, I didn't even know about. So no. I'm in a state of shock right now. Yeah, I'm like, For the I, rest of the countdown, I was in a state of shock. I'm, I'm like catatonic right now. I need like a moment. I need to fly to Scotland <laughs> to give Andrea a hug and, and some chocolate. And high five the parents who yeah, adopted him. Just hug just, them too. Yeah. COVID whatever. We're I don't, gonna hug. <laughs> I don't know if anything was left off. I mean, if we're a Catherine Knight, yeah. we're really gonna, but I don't know if, you know. Was she even a grandma? I don't know, actually. I think they you're just right. called Maybe her she's Nana not. in prison. I don't think she's actually a grandma. I mean, by now, probably. But yeah, I think you're right. I think she wasn't a grandma yet. Not at so the time. So you're probably right. So you know what? Nothing. Nothing. Again, the podcast research gods, you did it. You're making me feel like, like, you know what you're doing here. Making me feel inadequate. And you're making me feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Darn. But it's okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode. Remember to follow Crime Countdown on Spotify to get a brand new episode delivered every week. You can find all episodes of Crime Countdown and all other podcast shows for free on Spotify. And if you like this show, follow at Parcast on Facebook and Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. And if you like us, which I hope you do because you made it this far, we get better and better, I promise you. You can listen to Morbid, our other podcast, anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at AmorbidPodcast, or you can follow us on Instagram at MorbidPodcast. And we hope you keep it weird until Monday and avoid your grandmother. Crime Countdown is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by Max Cutler. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Anthony Valsic. Fact checking by Cara Mackerlein. Research by J.K. Heo. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Jonathan Ratliff. With production assistance by Ron Shapiro. We're your hosts, Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart. I'm Sarah Turney, host of the new Spotify original from Parcast, Disappearances. Every Thursday, join me for an exploration into history's most gripping missing persons cases. Following timelines, analyzing clues, and piecing together as many answers as possible to find the truth. 
from prison breaks and child abductions to second chances and even murder. We'll journey through the many reasons people disappear. Follow my new podcast, Disappearances, free and only on Spotify.